Whenever I stay at a White Lotus, I always have a memorable time. Always. Welcome to the White Lotus in Sicily. La Dolce Vista. You guys are here to learn about your Sicilian roots. Sounds like a fun boys trip. Wasn't supposed to be a boys trip. We're on a family vacation right now, and it's just the three of us. Because all the women in our family hate you. Please, can we just drop it? Now that he's loaded, I think he regrets marrying such a dud. What is going on with you? There's a reason they invited us here. It's like you sold your company, you got rich, and now he's your best friend. Are these the kind of people we're going to be hanging out with now? Did you vote, babe? Be honest. I did. Didn't I? Doesn't matter. Flirting is one of the pleasures of life. You're 80 years old, but the women I desire remain young. You can relate to that. I just wanted to inform you that my good friends here, they're going to be visiting me this week, coming and going. They come. I'm going. See you later. Bye. I see. You bring your assistant to a vacation with your husband. It's not like she's going to be in our bed and stuff. I don't know what's going on with Greg, but I think it's bullshit. I think he's having an affair. I've seen a lot of guys who, like, make all this money and they just start acting different. You guys party? Lady Molly. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> Very bad decisions. We've had very bad luck. The best thing about luck is it can always change. Italy's just so romantic. You're gonna die. They're gonna have to drag you out of here. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's Pop Culture Persephone. This is your Persephone, Teresa. And as you can tell from that trailer, we are talking about season two of The White Lotus. Um, Back in the day, I did talk about season one, I think. I do think, but I forget with whom. Someone, maybe just by myself, maybe not at all. Did you talk to Rachel about Jennifer Coolidge? Nope. That's on the docket. Oh. Uh, well, we're going to take all the thunder out of that though today. So, <laughs> sorry, Rachel. Um, <laughs> so, we are talking about season two of The White Lotus, and I am here with two guests. One, a frequent return guest, Mackenzie Merriman. Mackenzie Merriman, how are we doing today? Today, I'm doing my best. I'm holding on. Um, I'm glad that we got to finish White Lotus strong. I'm sad that I won't have another episode to watch. Um, yes. But, you know, I'm happy to be here. Hello, popsters. And along with Mackenzie, we have first-time guest, Nick Sink. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Nick. Welcome to the PCP. And 
tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, um, I am a musician and an artist, and I like this show. Very good. And a Clevelander. Yes. Very, very good. Um, this is the first time Nick is on here for this experience, so good luck to you, Nick. I know. I, I haven't listened to any either, so this oh, is, this is it's really a wild, wild ride you're about to go on. Um, and we're, as usual, we're here with Dexter, mm-hmm. who does care about, care, he cares about the White Lotus enough because he knows that people will be sitting around. Dexter also and loves watching. opulence and white guilt yes. and um, infidelity, don't you, Dexter? He sure does. Look but him. mostly he loves the idea of people gathering around and watching appointment television, which this is appointment TV, and there is not a lot of that. What does you, that mean? Okay, appointment TV is essentially pre-streaming, pre hmm. just pre really pre-streaming but the idea kind of like back in the day like when the sopranos was on it's like on a schedule yeah it's, it's how hbo mm-hmm. has hbo has secured that 9 p.m mm. spot um especially on sundays Why there are the sundays sundays is one of the best days for you're relaxing i know i sundays is such a hot day because Mostly you have people at home. It's just one of the most popular days mm-hmm. to watch something um, and historically. So there's very few shows, though. White Lotus is one of them. Um, and, but these are all on, um, all on HBO, the ones I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. Like, I just got done with watching season one of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. Sunday night. Back in the day, the Sopranos was oh. Sunday night. And they really kind of started that with HBO. And White Lotus was kind of a pandemic treat when it came out in season one because, like, there was kind of a glut. There was still stuff coming out, but they had all of these restrictions Mm. when they were filming this because they filmed it in the height of the pandemic. The first season? The first season. And it didn't get a lot of buzz. Mm an HBO, like, they they promote the hell out of certain things. And I think because even though Mike White's been around doing stuff for 30-some years, probably, and he had the show in... He had a show also on HBO called Enlightened. If you guys have not watched oh, that... Jason Schwartzman's on that, right? Jason Schwartzman, Laura Dern. Um, it's fantastic. I've heard good things about it. And Mike White is... He wrote it, and he's also in it. Oh, it's really, really worth watching it. And tell me how we were talking about director Mike White. Um, well, how also, do you? Laura Dern did was in the second season, and there's some like theory that maybe she's a time over character, or like. Yeah, I could see. I really feel like the actress Laura Dern is showing up in mm-hmm. season three. I really, really. It's in my bones because he loves working with her. She was the star, Mike White. She was the star of Enlightened, used her voice for a pretty big pivotal scene in like the first episode Mm -hmm. of this season as Dominic's wife. 
Uh, and she's an HBO darling. Like, What's the Enlightened show? Yeah, is it a news show or something? No, Enlightened is pretty brilliant because it's about a whistleblower. So Laura Dern plays a woman who's working for this big corporation. And she essentially has a nervous breakdown and is sent... Um, she has a nervous breakdown at work and um, throws things... Like, she gets violent, pretty crazy, so to speak, in work. She goes away to, like, a rehab for mental health and corporate wise they can't fire her because she's and she was pretty like mid level she's pretty mm-hmm. high up not high but mid level but they can't fire her because it's a mental health issue so they kind of demote her not to, I don't believe they demote her in salary but in position so she's working mm-hmm. in this kind of data mine um but within that she starts uncovering a bunch of things things that she knew before the breakdown and Mm -hmm. she becomes a whistleblower and it is perfect it's hysterical Mm -hmm. and um it's worth watching so Mackenzie you have you know Mike White from Survivor I do because Mackenzie is a Survivor super fan while I have only watched Probably the first two seasons. Oh, you've got to watch more than that. I know. I know it's, I'm missing there out. There are some great seasons of gameplay. It's the best reality show yes. ever. I would say so. It's Survivor. Um, but he was on a season. He was on the David versus Goliath season. So In Fiji, right? I don't remember. You know, my recall is not great. I just know that I had a good time. But I, he did make it pretty far. And he did, he had, there's like a montage of some of his best quotes. Like, he's really good TV. Like, just, and this was back on. Is he goofy? Yeah, he's goofy and he's good at like bringing (laughs) people in and kind of being clever and finding things, I'm sure. But this was also back when Survivor had like alcohol rewards. So they would have like these parties for these people and like like the rewards were just like a lot more lavish and like wild. And so then they had like celebrities on. So this was like a certain phase of Survivor that was like also just wild wilder reality TV. These days it's a little more like heartstrings and yes. like serious gameplay. Which is still good, but it's not as like reckless but he was great and they had two survivor um contestants on the first episode of white lotus season two which i love and i also think that the first season of white lotus spoke to a lot of survivor themes too about like colonization and yeah white people coming to islands to like find themselves but like the impact that it has on like Mm -hmm. the environment and also just like the nature footage like there's a lot of really great nature footage in the first season yeah and survivor has a lot of really great nature footage too so i was like my boy i see you survivor fan i um now you watched the first so i know you like binge you binged almost the whole thing like you didn't watch the first season when it was on you binged it um just the other month Mm -hmm. right before season two started right basically you had seen it before 
No, that was the first oh. time I had seen it too. Okay. So that's very interesting because you guys I had are no idea they this... recorded it during the pandemic. Yeah. Like if you can't really tell. No, it was like a show that people had been telling me to watch and I had just been kind of putting off and right. like watched it all in like a week. I just think it's such a different um it's such a different like consuming experience when you watch a show like that you kind of binge that and then you watch like the next then season. it starts in the next mm-hmm. season because i cannot imagine binging that first season there is so so much intensity in that first season with some characters oh, wow. um especially i don't know if it's the last episode or the penultimate episode where the concierge in the first season after he's kind of gone on his 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 his, his adventure with yeah, his I mean, first adventure with drugs, well, he has that bad night. I guess I'd call it the bad night where he does. I think it was a bad week because also like <laughs> he does all the, the drugs in the one night. Takes oh. place in the course of one week, right? Yeah. Like that's the whole yes. idea. So like the man relapses hard. But Murray and then dies. Spoiler. He's such a he's so great in that though. Yeah. Uh, I think like, it me out and this like gay manager theme that's going on. I feel I like I was surprised though. I honestly thought that there would be even a little bit more because, and I forget his name in the first season, but he's played by uh, Murray Bartlett, uh, the concierge, and mm-hmm. he's very prominent. Like. The woes of that staff and himself and how they're interacting with these people with all of this money, all of this privilege. And just, you can tell he's just eaten shit for years. Mm -hmm. And this is just like a cracking point. I thought there, I thought Valentina had a good storyline who plays the concierge in season two. I just thought it would be a little bit more. Yeah. Um, But it didn't seem to be really... We weren't kind of going through that perspective as much because I think, to me, like this season was sex, love, lust, desire, transaction, while the first season was money, access, status, Mm -hmm. um, which he's essentially, if you think about it, if he's going this course of action, he's kind of doing... Like historic, not historically, hilariously, like an eat, pray, love. Mm-hmm. So if there's a third one, um, he I heard him in an interview, and he's definitely going to move it towards something spiritual, which will be hilarious because rich people, yeah, spending stupid money to go do yoga in India. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you can, but it's, he writes these themes so well that. That makes a lot more sense. He just, he's fantastic. Yeah. Do you think that they'll follow someone? Someone like. Yes. Yeah. I think what we will see though, this is my prediction. My prediction is we will not see somebody in from season two. We will see somebody from season one. 
That's my prediction. That's probably and, the smarter route to go. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll see someone from season two, or maybe we'll see both. I would like to see both. I really want to see, like, Laura Dern post-divorce, like, you know... <laughs> Finding herself yeah, like in an ashram. No, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, like, Lord. like he comes home and she's like, "Where did fifty thousand dollars go?" And he's like. Um, our Shit. son spent the week with an Italian prostitute. I only spent two nights with her. <laughs> um, oh, oh spent, God, she would. You know what? They won't do that though because. They, there's so many crazy fans there now that are watching every detail, and he they showed a picture of Dom, yeah, looking at his wife. That was, they should have just made it Laura Dern. It wasn't it was, her. No, it was some brunette woman because it, it was his wife and the daughter. Oh, they're just playing with us. Because Laura Dern <laughs> is getting teed up for a She's bigger busy. role. She's getting teed up for a bigger Excuse role. Me. I'm telling you. I'm sneezing. So. Your first impression. <laughs> she didn't sneeze on it. I'm just taking this off. Excuse us, sir. I'm having some technical issues. See how you can kind of forget that we're recording. Um, what were your first impressions when you... Kind of your first impressions of the first couple episodes of this season? Because... I was, I was honestly, after the first episode, I was excited, but a little underwhelmed. And yeah. then it just took off for me by the third episode. Well, I think since I watched it, like, the first season all in a row, it was hard to watch those first few episodes because I was like, man, I, does this show work as, like, waiting week to week, like an event show? But towards the <laughs> right. end of the season, you're like... You're able to sit with those ends of the episodes and, like, you know, talk at work or, like, mm-hmm. with people about, like, what do you think is going to happen. And I think that makes it, like, what you're saying. Like, the appointment like, television. Yeah. And it generates excitement for the next week and the buzz, the buzz, the Which, buzz. Which, even when you were talking about the first season just a little bit ago, I was thinking about how I feel like it might have been more impactful watching it on TV, like, when they're, like, sneaking into the hotel and, like, that whole scene, like, having to wait a week and just sit with that. Yeah. Instead of being able to just, like, hop into the next one right away. Yeah, but I did find that, like, at the end of each episode when I was binging the first season, I was like, I need to keep going. Yeah. I, like, I stayed up, I stayed up late watching the first (laughs) season. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not so heavy that you can't do that. There are certainly... I know people, for example, and I'm like, how do you binge that show? They, I watched all of Breaking Bad when it was on live, and I had friends who would binge Breaking Bad, and I'm like, each episode is like an opus. It's not... I've never seen it. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's like very smartly done, mm-hmm. but it's... There's no like breath to like see the mountain yeah, landscape no. to watch a little watch Mount Etna in the background. That's why I haven't rewatched it because I'm like, man, that's gonna be such a bummer to watch. Like I'm gonna be so dumb right while watching it. I um so I don't know. It was just a different ex- definitely a different experience, but like a familiar one. Mm-hmm. Like the humor in this show mm-hmm. is so great. Um but I immediately knew that 
and you know, I've watched things too, but I'm like, this is going to be all transactions and sex. They're in, they're in Italy. That's what I felt season two was. Well, okay. Like sex is power. Sex is. Talk a couple details. Yes. I was like thinking about it today. It feels like Cameron and Daphne brought that couple there to like prove to them that they should cheat on each other or something. It was like some weird like. Well, I mean, I think the first intention was exactly as Harper said, so he could extract money from Ethan because he was like, what is he, like a, he's a money guy, like I guess a hedge fundy guy. I don't know what money people do. He's one of those men that, one of those men who take your money. Hey, you, you got all this money. No, and I don't. What, I, what, what I want to do is I'm going to make that money work for you. Yeah, and right. Me. Like a Bernie Madoff. Well, we saw how that how that worked. But, like, his intention was I'm going to invite him on this trip that I'm thinking, I bet the company, I thought about this, I bet his company is fronting the trip. Because they're not as, their money, they have money, but they don't have fuck you money that, like, Harper and Ethan have now Cameron and you know what I mean, and Harper and Ethan have fuck you money now. Yes. Why? Because they talk about how Ethan just sold his in the first episode. Ethan's like a software guy, and he just sold either an app or something like that. He sold like he he sold his software to something enormous. So really, Cameron's intention. As the money guy, as like a broker, mm-hmm. um, and this is probably being fronted, like he's probably mm-hmm. being paid for by his firm, is to go there, take them there, your old friends, court him, do what you can, but get him to invest with us. Whatever you do, don't fuck his wife. But I know you're gonna want to. <laughs> I think I might fuck his because wife. you cannot stop trying to fuck this guy. Any any person that this guys interested in so i really i have to tell you i very much felt like ethan in this situation because i did have a friend growing up please tell me that one of you have a friend like this this just sounds so horrible i'm not going to say her name i know you know who you are (laughs) and this was in high school and i was not Giving up the puss in high school. I wasn't. I wasn't giving up the puss, but she was giving up the puss. She would find out. This even started in junior high. She would find out who I liked and she would fuck them. Damn. (laughs) And which, for me, that kind of just negated that person. Because even if that person was still into me, I was like, eh. Yeah. Well, you just fucked my friends. What's and, wrong with fucking your friends? And it was like, I was like, do you really like this person? Or is it yeah. like a... like Just I never, an idea that I gave you, basically. Or is it like a jealousy? Or is it... What is yeah. it? It was always so weird. And she did it with like four people. Damn. It was rough. And I thought about... She what, probably took four bullets for you right there. She probably did. You know what? Thank She's, you, Susie. <laughs> her name is not Susie. <laughs> you know I know a Susie or a Suzanne. Right There's now, a lot of Susies out there. Tons. It's definitely not a Susie. Um, but when they were having those casual conversations, the two couples, 
Um, mm-hmm. It's just like casual. Well, at the, at the beginning, it's all like, no, we don't vote. I mean, what does it really matter if you vote? It's all Harper, like, desperately trying to not be a total bitch and <laughs> failing. I felt like Harper in those moments where it was like, oh, girl, you can't even pretend. Like, and I'm not a big Aubrey Plaza. Fan. Aubrey Plaza. I'm not a, I don't like fan for her, right. but she did a great job of somebody who cannot control their fucking face mm-hmm. when they're in a situation and they're like, I'm going to choose to be nice right now, or I'm going to choose to be, I'm not, I'm going to ice you out, or I'm done with this conversation. Like, And when she, and when she is trying to put a smile on things, it is the oh. most terrifying <laughs> smile. Like, oh, and, but also when she's in an actual good mood, it's the scariest thing because he's like, why are you in a good mood right now? And she's like, no reason. It's like, I just want to punch a wall. I mean, here's my question as we've all been in relationships and you, have you ever had that? They, they have talked with each other, Ethan and Harper. About who they're on the vacation with. And they're kind of... Harper is just not believing any of it. She's like, they're all... Who's all over each other like that? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're essentially, like, their relationship is not genuine, yada, yada, yada. But I've found in the past... That is, like, one of the ickiest things I've ever... I ever participated like when you're with somebody you're dating and then you go back and you start talking shit about the other couples you've been <laughs> yeah. around. Um, I've done it. Yeah. I don't feel good about it, but I have done it. Um, but that whole setting just magnifies their differences so much. But from the beginning, I look back now of how we end up with Harper and Harper might have just kiss Cam. It could have been something else. But regardless, you see early on, though, I mean, he he dra- he changes in, fr- in front of her. Mm-hmm. And Ethan knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. This guy has, like, an MO. He has a process of shit that he's done. So I think Ethan has this, like, post-traumatic stress disorder around that. Um, and a lots of... Lots of resentment, but what were your thoughts on that whole that whole relationship with first off the Cameron and the Cameron and Daphne relationship? So <clears throat> I think that was real. I think Cameron and yeah. Daphne like actually. What do you mean by real? Like I think most of the time they were the healthier couple out of the two, just because like. In their own, they loved each other for their weird delusional stuff. Like, they had, like, found peace in this thing. And they were kind of, like, arguing the whole time. Like, why is this any better than you guys mm-hmm. going behind our backs and shit talking yeah, about Yeah, being miserable affection. behind closed doors. Like, I feel like Cameron and Daphne had chosen to just, like find the happiness in whatever lies they need to tell each other when like the other option is this couple that is miserable and can't even like tell each other the truth either you know like right and then at the end of the day what brings the other couple together is 
the it's like cheating the, on yeah, the beginning of like this mystique. Yeah. Like right before they walk to the like cavern or mm-hmm. whatever, she's like like a little mystique. Isola Bella. Yeah. Or is it Isola? It's something. It's like the the island of blowjobs on the beach. <laughs> Get some head in the cove. <laughs> so we're talking about. I forgot to say at the top of this. If you haven't watched this episode, well then, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but near the end, the last episode, Ethan is guided, led into the cavern of dreams with Daphne. That little um, they go to that little island cave. We don't see what mm-hmm. happens. You can imagine. Which is something that I like about this show, too. Yeah. And I think it being, like, different cast each season, they're able to leave these moments for you to just, like, think about what happened. You know, they don't have to, like, next season, yeah. they're in town and they talk about right. what happened. Yeah. In the ca- it's like, we never know. We get to sit around and talk about what we think happened. What do you think happened? I don't, I th- I don't know. I, I think, think something happened. I feel like both of them, like, don't want to, like, both of them being Ethan and, what's her name? Ethan and Harper. Harper. Like, they don't want to cheat on each other, but then they get so mad that they do, and then they're glad that they did, kind of. Um, Because, oh, I don't know. I forget where I was going with that. I mean, essentially, Cameron and Daphne saved their marriage. For now. They're such a bizarre foil to them. They did seem pretty fucking miserable for the vast majority of that season. And that's how it was with another couple in the first season where I was like, you guys hate each other. Like, I can see it. You guys hate each other. You shouldn't be together. And then then they're together at the end. And it's like, oh, you guys That was the most disappointing thing about the Yeah, the Alexandra Daddario character (laughs) with Jake. Jake Lacey... In the first, first time he season. ever plays a bad guy. I was like, wow, he did a good job. I hate him. He plays a fantastic bad guy. He should only be villains. Mm-hmm. Only. And when that mother shows up that first season, I'm like, Alexandria Daddario, run! <laughs> you have eyes of cerulean blue. You can find any man. Any man. She's beautiful. Um, I, I was sitting there and I was... I think that I was sitting there and watching that, you know, before they go into that cave and like Daphne's whole face, she has like 25 emotions she goes through when he says like, I think something happened Mm -hmm. between them. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I couldn't help but thinking she knows because she knows what her husband is about. So none of this is really a surprise to her. No. But there's that first, like, wave of sadness. And then it's like, but screw this. Yeah, you see your process. Move it, like, we're moving on from it. This isn't what's important at the end of the day. I mean, who knows? We don't even know if those children are his. Well, no, but (laughs) for sure that kid is not his. (laughs) <laughs> when he's in the bathroom and he's like shaking his head in the mirror. That really like, blonde, oh, blonde, yeah. blonde child that is that not baby. olive skinned like yeah. Theo yeah. Ross. Um, <laughs> This is the point that I 
was not able to make earlier. Your thought made me think that the show, like, leans into fan theories. Like, it gives space for people to Mm -hmm. just, like, kind of come up with their own little fandoms about the storyline. And I think that's, like, a lot of people, like, content that do that, you know? And because they don't have to follow into a next season, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, your fan theories don't... They're all relevant. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Because we'll never get to it. (laughs) Yeah. not like you're right or wrong because like with yellow jackets people come up with these fan theories and then we're always wrong 100% of the time yes. because they get to the point and it's not what we were intending and it's like oh but I thought it was going to be like this <laughs> um, but with this show you can be like hmm I think this happened and I'm just going to have that for myself yeah I hate the idea I don't want the idea to be that they have to vacation with this couple every year so their sex life gets a <laughs> jump start. Let's hope that this Let's is... Let's hope that they just get a divorce and, they, and, <laughs> and she gets some decent money out of it because they weren't expecting. I, I, I'm i going to pretend that they're going to be happy for the next four... Five years? Four months. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, so we're just dissected. We're dissected. What I mean, I was thinking about the Italian trio. I, I was too. The trio being Valentina, Mia, and Lucia. Is no, that the trio. Yeah, that's the trio in my heart. Yeah, that's the grandma, mommy, and daughter. Oh no. <laughs> I guess Valentina's not a grand. Did you see her ass? She is not a grandma. I was no. like, oh my goodness. Not- For, to clarify, I'm referencing <laughs> Grandpa, Daddy, and Son, <laughs> also known as Grandpa, Dominic, and Albie. The DeGrassos. <laughs> I like how the grandpa still doesn't have a name. Played by grandpa. Academy Award winning film star F. Murray Abraham. But we still don't know what is. We don't... He was in Amadeus. I have never seen Amadeus. I've seen it in other things, too, but I just can't. He's the guy from Grand Budapest. That's what I Yes, and he was in Grand Budapest Hotel. He's pretty great. I saw that, but I don't remember. Um, what and then, we... of course, we've got Dominic, played by Christopher. <sighs> or, what's his name? Michael Imperioli. Michael Imperioli. I love Michael Imperioli. Um, who's very, who's completely gray now. Just let it happen. Let it happen, but it's. It works. Shocking. It's still shock. I'm like, you're older, and it's shocking. It's okay. I know, but like his son is playing almost like the age of Christopher on The Sopranos when it starts. Think about it. Damn. I know. What's his son in? Oh, Albie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I don't know about his son in real life. I do think he has children in real life. I'm sure. I know he is not. I know he's not single. I've already looked it up. (laughs) They're not going to be an opportunity for me. Um, Albie, you know, God help him. Big Hollywood. I love how he just like accepts it at the end. And he's like, I got played. Yeah. <laughs> like just... It was the right reaction. Yeah. Um, and because here's the thing. If that wouldn't have happened, and I, 
I would have been upset if they ran away together. I would have been upset. Yeah. It's not realistic. If that wouldn't have happened, She's out of his league. I think his savior complex thing would just continue. And who knows? Um, he may go on to continue to perpetuate that. But I'm hoping that this little life lesson with Grandpapa and Daddy... <laughs> um, Maybe was what he needed because these women that he's meeting don't need that. Both women. I mean, Portia maybe a little bit later on in the in the series, but by and large, these women have full agency. Um, but it's his compulsion to save. And is it Lucia? It's Lucia, right? And Lucia is um, smart as hell. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. And she knows her mark. It's so satisfying. Um, Because I was thinking how, you know, in the first season, our hotel staff doesn't come out on top. Our hotel staff from, like, the very first episode to the very last episode, it's like, holy shit, waiting on these type of people with such privilege. Oh, my God. And there's just, like, no rest. There's no relief for them. They don't get a win. At least this, we have some people who are, like, at least working class that get a win. Yeah. At the end of this season. And she's, like, the first... Like, I mean, they're smart characters, but she's, like, the first smart lead, I feel like, in both of these seasons. Where she's, like... Lucia? Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's quiet, and we you don't really know what she's feeling. Like, we hope we know. Yeah. But it's not like she's making... She didn't make, like, one misstep. Mm-hmm. And... You that's s- what, yeah. You know, like, she doesn't, like... I don't know. She cares about him. You can tell, but she's also, like, I'm... This is my money. Like, I need to make this. Well, she's the the first two episodes, a couple episodes. You see her. I think it's by episode three. She's pretty much like, and she's telling mm, this to her yeah, friend. She's like, "I'm like done with this. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of this. Getting this amount of money. I don't know how long that's gonna last in Sicily. When it's Sicily, it's historically." Um, huge divides between you know Mm -hmm. these places with resorts these people with stupid amounts of money to like people who have nothing there is a very small middle class essentially Mm -hmm. um so there's these like extremes so i don't and i don't know how expensive it is to live there but it's like these this girl will be able to find a way to stretch that for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, at least like you know take off. And 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 uh Tia Tia, not Tia. Mia. Mia. Mia yeah, she got a job. Has a full time well, job now. Here's well, not a full time job, but well, but uh, the job that she wanted. Here's the issue with the manager Valentina this season is that she <laughs> completely abuses her power and like moves people around (laughs) and is like kind of cold and mean and like she does not care about how what she does or says it's because she hadn't had an orgasm yet i'm telling you that it is (laughs) all tied to 
sex. Oh Listen, she has that night of passion Thank with Mia. And, and she and when that like a uh, housekeeper opens the that's door, the best. that was the best response. <laughs> she was like proud of herself for like not even giving it up in that moment. She's like, "Hey, you should knock before you come in." It's like your boss could be in the door any minute and in then, your bra. It was like a French comedy at that point. Yeah. She's running around, and you just see her like perfect her round hair. butt. And oh she's just like, and she's throwing on like clothes from last night. When I saw that ass, I was like, honestly, they probably wanted Lady Gaga, but she cannot speak Italian like that. So they got <laughs> not that fat. They it's got so, a it, real yes. Like, thank God they got that woman whose a name I do not know. That Italian it's a beautiful actress. Italian name. Thank like God it's her, a- not Lady Gaga. Even though I would love to see Lady Gaga, but I was like, that ass that could be. That could have been Lady Gaga, though. Yes, it was a round ball. Yeah. <laughs> the okay. silhouettes. But I Hopping mean, around that apartment. She did. That hotel room. <laughs> she, it, it was like from a different time or a world in which um, sexual harassment doesn't, doesn't exist. And I'm like, I get it. But I'm like, I think it's a Mike White writing thing. Because mm-hmm. so much of this is about attraction and sex and like at the White Lotus... Yeah, you're going to get yelled at if she thinks you're flirting too much yeah. with the woman that she wants to flirt with. <laughs> yeah. And then she's going to very inappropriately give gifts to someone who reports to her oh who she also wants to date. Yeah. I'm like, it reminded me of, like, working in a restaurant in the 90s. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, yeah, because, yeah. and I'm sure working in a restaurant now, I don't know what the... If the rules have gotten... It depends on the restaurant. <laughs> better or worse. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, she doesn't... Because she goes from calling them putas, which means whore in Italian. Um, putas, like at the beginning of the show, yeah. when those girls are... To giving her a job. At the I mean, those girls are taking... They know, they know what to do, but they are taking advantage of so many situations. And... She goes from that to, like, sleeping with one and giving her a job. Again, these com- <laughs> the combination and the order that these things happen in aren't great. Just like the karmic, you know, response to what Mia does, which it, we haven't seen yet. But that, if, if this series were to go on and on, there's no way she's not dead. She's not dead in a year. Who? Mia. You think Giuseppe's Mia? gonna kill Mia? I think Giuseppe, bless you. Mackenzie has the sneezes. I get the sniffles. Um, yeah, I think, I think there there would at least be a violent attempt. He did not seem happy. Well, I'm sure. Do we he's... know if he has any power or anything, or is he just a piano player in a fancy hotel? I I don't know if he has any power or if he's connected or anything, but. You think she's in danger? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I would... I mean, enemies have been made. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. She did... <laughs> she need, they, she seduce actually, him into that um, chapel. <laughs> and then it was douse him. Not douse, but dose him. Random. What was pills. that pill? 
I thought it was, I thought she thought Molly? that she had Viagra, but that she gave him Molly. A sh- two Molly? But probably two Mollies, or maybe a Viagra and a no, Molly. No, yeah, it was one of each. Just... And did a guy a poor heart attack. I mean. And then he lost his job. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> That's like specific. And you're like, you planned this. I mean, they're opportunists. They're doing what they have to do. I mean, the moment you're introduced to the girls, you soon find out that Dominic has already prepaid the services, I guess, so to speak, or made the appointment. And so the the friends end up being able to camp out in one of the DeGrasso rooms. He pays for them to have access to all of these clients, including his son. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah, it's. He's it was someone. nice to have a happy ending to the show. Like the first oh, yeah. season ends in such like a depressed state. Oh, you know the happy ending of the first season. What is the brother? Yes, runs oh, away. That was very sweet. Yeah, I hope he's. He's canoeing well. into the sun. Oh, no. That mother has... She has made Had sure... Yeah. <laughs> mother, who's like, essentially, was like a Susan... I was about to say a Susan Sandberg. No. <laughs> but you know what? Like, Susan Sandberg would say, go a, live on that canoe for a month Susan Sandberg. Who's the CEO of... What is it? Google? Lean in? What's her name? <laughs> Susan Lean In? No, no, no. She wrote the book Lean In. <laughs> Brene Brown? No, but it's. <laughs> no, I, not Brene. I'm going to blow my Brene nose. God. Okay, can we just take a minute? No, but I. Uh, I mean, that's a. And I do like that they did address that he definitely was some type of sex addict like at least he had accepted it um i don't think he believed it until he said it though like i'm sure that he had he had gone to therapy for it um as a you know as some type of attempt to make things right with his wife that stuff with his wife is pretty fresh though like Maybe, like, right before they went on the vacation, like, she had planned that going? Oh, yeah. I think that was fresh, but I'm sure um, it was not a lone incident. Yeah. It was maybe a culmination of incidents or one big crazy yeah. one. Big thing came to head. Um, because I will... That's like a Michael Imperioli thing because I do... He's such a good actor. Like, he looked like he was in pain. Like, yeah. midway through. And, like, oh, he, it's like a true disease. I, I know it's not a disease that people take as seriously as others, but I'm like, I could see it in him. Yeah, I loved his delivery throughout this whole show. It's so <laughs> calm and just like when they come to the door and he's like, you're making this really hard for yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah, it's um. Then proceeds to have the most fun night. Yeah. Of all time. Well, he has some two nights. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he has just 
uh, Lucia the first night, and then the second night, mm-hmm. it's both of them. In the hot tub. Yeah, so they go, they continue to shop and have lunch and dinners there, which is, I mean, they make sex work in Sicily look very easy. Pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Pretty great. Um, but yeah, we have three generations of this family and each each one is more is annoyed with the one above them <laughs> at a different level while also the youngest is annoyed with both of them and they're all different levels of toxicity um, and very easy to criticize the other generations mm-hmm. either understanding or ability or inability to change grandpa's done growing yeah, he just wants to be <laughs> held by a lady. Yes. <laughs> um, but luckily, by the end of the series, he does get aroused, and he tells everyone, which is... Yeah. I'm happy for him. I mean, yeah. I'm happy for him. I... Mia was really handing out free love, like, there's no tomorrow. The Shia, you mean? No, no. Mia. But she, she was like The singer? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, she like, that was like a weird, that was maybe one of the moments I didn't go with so easily this season was the two of them were sitting on the beach chairs Yeah, and Lucia was like feeling a little hesitant about like the sex work or the whatever they were doing there and then or she was like concerned basically that she brought Mia into something that was like not mm-hmm. good for her and then Mia was like no this is great I love this I can get whatever I want and then she like went off on this crazy like bender where then that's when she got the the piano player mm-hmm. into the chapel so it was like this weird switch flipped with her it was I was wondering and they didn't really talk about it, like it. post threesome she was like I'm gonna do anything with everything and then she's like hitting on the manager and like oh like damn just a yeah. and everything worked out great and i was like oh it was a big jump but i'm like is this a weird P- ptsd from just getting broken up with by your boyfriend because remember that's the first episode she's like crying and it mm-hmm. seems like and this again takes takes the length of a week uh-huh. that's what's crazy so the very first episode, she's cr- kind of crying and being weepy, mm-hmm. and Lucia's like, you know, we have to get over to a the hotel. A week long hustle. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, and that's I'm sure there's going to be new people in the following week. As we saw at the end, the guy that which I thought was brilliant, the guy because I really didn't know, I didn't know if. Ugh. If she did have a pimp, if she didn't have a pimp. Mm. And then you see at the end... It's her brother or something. That Alessio is a guy that... It's it's her cousin. It's Mm. a guy who works at the hotel. Mm. And he's just helping her out. So I'm like, yes, yes. This White Lotus staff helps out with the money. This is not the first time she's going to do this. You know what I mean? And it's like, why not? These people are, who are coming to this resort. They're not good people. They're, yeah. Well, we can't just lump them and go, well, they're all bad people. But they're not going to miss they're, yeah. the money. It's not going to be the end of the world. 
I mean, Dominic and that's why I'm transfers like, 50,000 fucking euros. That's why I'm, like, pro-Albi, because it's, like, honestly, if you live in a family where you can mm-hmm. get away with something like that, like, go for it, I guess. Like, I don't know. He doesn't seem like a reckless kid, so, like, if once in Italy he, like, blows $50,000 on, like, 24-hour dates with this sex worker... <sighs> do it you know yeah. not everybody can spend that daddy's money like that so fucking... and he wants to and there's like an and, attempt and... of him to want to be more evolved or yeah. he thinks or he thinks he is yeah i will he she shows him exactly what he is yeah yeah i mean A he client. <laughs> <laughs> um but I kind of liked that Albie and Portia came back to each other at yes. the airport because it was almost like, hey, we had chemistry, but also, like, this is the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go, like, get absolutely plagued by some wild international, <laughs> like... Albie definitely had a better, a better time. Yeah. <laughs> they both wanted their own Albie adventure. Albie didn't feel like he was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but Albie got... They both got an adventure, though. She wanted... <laughs> She wanted more of an adventure. She's like, I'm gonna get killed in the. She got it with Leo. She got that adventure, and then he wanted his adventure was is was saving someone because that's the shit that gets him up in the morning, and he was able to feel like he was doing that. Albie. Yeah. Yeah. So they both. That can't be their like resting place. They're both going to have to settle, move. They're really good yeah. for each other, because I think that there's a lot of, uh, you know, they're not remarkable people on their own, <laughs> all right? But at least they'll be able to share remarkable stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On to Portia, one of my favorite characters. Oh, good. Um, I've never seen... A difference in how somebody walks from before Portia meets Leo. She is, she kind of walks like this hunched over, defeated, old young woman. <laughs> like, just has given up. She can't even recognize the fact that she is in Sicily. Because she's just moaning and bitching so much. Now, she is Tanya's played by Jennifer Coolidge's assistant, and she has to kind of keep herself scarce, but still. It's like one day she's like, don't be anywhere near us. And the next day she's like, I need you in my room immediately. And she's like, I don't know how to make you happy, woman. Well, yeah, there's no... Portia has an impossible job being her assistant and anticipating the needs of someone like Tanya who's, like, worth, like, half a billion dollars, yeah. apparently. I mean, absolutely impo- impossible. But when she meets... Makes me mad that that much money exists. Yeah. But Well, Tanya didn't work for it. She inherited it. <laughs> okay. They dressed me that up like a better. doll. Um, <laughs> but she... Peppa um, Pig. <laughs> Peppa's a pig? Peppa Pig? <laughs> no. Oh. When she meets like Leo, and you never date anybody from Essex because there's like three British 
dating shows out there. And if it's a dude from Essex, he is garbage. He is garbage. He's going to steal judgment shit. on all men from Essex. He's going to steal things from you. Oh, He's going to maybe get you pregnant. Definitely get you chlamydia. There's going to be things that he gets you that you can't get rid of. But yeah. you're still going to kind of miss him. He saved your life, though, maybe. He did. But, man, she had a pep in her step when she met him. I was like, yeah. I mean. I get it. How did you feel... You guys, do were you guys expecting to see Tanya again after you had? You probably knew, but after you watched the first season, out of all of the characters you meet in the first season of White Lotus, were you like? I think I knew. I yeah. Think the, like the trailers for the second season had already been out. Does it? Because to me, it completely makes sense out of all of those characters yeah. that Tanya would go to these different resorts in. Places throughout the do world. Do you think that they like expected that to happen, or do you think it was just like such a breakout role in the first season that they were like, "Oh, we should Let's bring keep this going." Like, I think, yeah, she I, was the biggest star in the first season, right? I, yeah. I'd say probably one of the more recognized faces and names, but at the same time, I think her role, like. It was so over the top, and uh, and she's just—I don't know. She's such a very relatable to me. She's such a standout, like she's such a standout, funny performer in that first season too. Um, Yeah, but she. This is her doing more than funny. I feel like oh yeah, like the two thousands we saw her like do the funny thing she does really good. But this was like a really complicated woman that like. You want to win so bad, but you know that she can. She's probably not setting herself up for success. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's even looking for. She doesn't know what she's looking for in the first season, and nor does she. She has all the money in the world and none of the happiness. Yeah, when she came back in the second season and she was like miserable again, I was like. <laughs> She might be the one to die. <laughs> like, they can't do this for three seasons where she's just, like, the same miserable every yeah. time. Yeah, that's a good point. Because to me, it's... She talks so much in the first season about... She has really horrible relationship with her mother and she's just and she's physically carrying around these ashes of her mother who's passed away. And it's like this harbinger around her neck. Um, but at the same time, she has the opportunity to throw them. She can't put, throw them in the ocean. She's having breakdowns. Mm. And then she meets Greg. Prior to meeting Greg, she's really focused on working with somebody at the spa to open up their own spa, focused on, like, female empowerment and happiness and blissfulness. And though then she meets... Greg and all of her effort, like all of those efforts go out the window because I think she goes, this is the detour to my happiness. This is going to, while she was experiencing it through the massage and like all the ideas of a wellness center, Mm -hmm. which would have been much more long-term and would be able to focus on helping so many other women. She She wants male attention. She wants that male she needs that male gaze. Yeah. 
And she likes and that. And the gay males. And that focus. Well, she talks about she did have a good relationship with their father. So, the one that she probably inherited all the money from. So, there is probably a real attachment. attachment. Mm-hmm. And then the mother outlived him. And she was, the mother and her hated each other. Um, so, there's a lot of she's a, dynamics in that. She's a miserable woman at her core. Yeah. Uh, but she wants to be happy, and she wants men to look at her and to call her fabulous and beautiful. And, and it's Rihanna, good that she has a lot of money. Honestly, she had a lot of fun this season. Yeah, I'm I'm glad for her. my she that got was the what's, the ride. Yes, she did. <laughs> um, that extremely dangerous Vespa ride. I know, flying. I was very. I'm like. I'm like, he's not going to be a son of a bitch and kill her off during this Vespa yeah. ride, I hope. No, um, he I, gave her so much more to do this season, though, with... Mm-hmm. I mean, that damn gun. I, I think I, my favorite <laughs> tiny moment of the season is... Well, besides, like, the last one. But when she's, like, at the psychic, and the psychic gives her a bad reading, and she's like, I didn't like that. Like, she was so... You're negative! Yeah. Get out of here! <laughs> And she keeps on calling her a gypsy. She's like, but she's the real thing. And poor, she's like, you can't use that term anymore. Like, that moment reminded me so much of Mackenzie. Of, like, (laughs) exhausted with this person that you've explained something to ten times. And just, I just have given up. That tarot reading was accurate. Oh, yeah, completely. Before the tarot reading... She has sex with Greg or tries to have sex with Greg in the first episode. And she has visions of, like, Greg with, like, a demon face and all these crazy Mm -hmm. things. And it's, like, Sicily is filled with curses and mythology. And Mm -hmm. it is telling you everything here. Also, you were talking about the first season and how she's throwing her mom in the water and she can't do it. And it's kind of, like... She ends up dying in the water. Oh, oh my god! She falls off that boat. All right. Because also she was like reaching off of her board. neck. That's a good one. Because yeah. <laughs> I remember her pouring those ashes out in that first season. It's like blowing like, carelessly, her. kind of. Oh like, wait, wasn't that like on a? The, there were other people on the yeah, date. Yeah, there was like, like a the that tried yes! to Yes. <laughs> For them not getting the damn mm. dolphin room or whatever the room, the pineapple suite. <laughs> that was one of the best payoffs. Is when they got to that um, better suite that he was arguing for. It was like significantly uglier. It yeah. was like without a doubt a worse room. <laughs> it was like closed in. Mm-hmm. Um, the view was horrible. He ends up murdering that guy in that room. Uh, <laughs> Those places. He takes the shit in the suitcase. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Murray Bartlett is the best in season. He is. Oh, he killed but, it. But then he, does, yeah, then he gets accidentally killed by Jake Lacey, who plays the worst man ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I had a hard time with that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, can you imagine, you know he's, you, you're getting married to this guy, so you know this guy's. They were married. They were married. No, I was like, how did none of these conversations happen before the point of you're on your honeymoon right now? Here's my question. 
had she only seen glimpses of this and but they're on this honeymoon and she is seeing like full steam ahead. I feel like we would have to rewatch because something tells me that they like knew each other for a month before they got yeah. married. It was not long. But it was the And then it was like all the wedding planning she said and it was they didn't spend any quality it sounded like they didn't spend any quality time. Like one on one time probably. Yeah, where it wasn't like some like crazy date, you know. Uh, That would be a hard thing to spend a lot of time. Yeah, that couple was hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah, at least like Harper and Ethan were more fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people are bummed, though, because I think it's, I think it's smart writing. They're bummed about this Tanya, Tanya death, but I just be, just responses I've had from people. It does make sense. She does say at the end of the first season, she says, and I was reminded of this, that she's had hundreds of treatments like you know beauty treatments health mm-hmm. treatments and she says i think death is the most immersive experience yeah. like it's things that i haven't experienced mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. so it's all kind of common yeah i think and she you know she kind of went out on her kind of her own terms oh my god but the frustrating thing is like why were why didn't you try to get off the boat in a smarter way? Yeah, just go swim like, a little. Okay, bit. so here's the thing though. She just she's or not a, she hasn't off. shown us to be a very or sort. smart young woman. <laughs> well, she had she had already lost the phone. The phone had and already gone shot, overboard. I cannot tell you how funny it was watching her closed eyes waving that pistol around. Bam, she took bam. them all out. Except yes! one. Except the one. And so what's gonna I would love for the third season to pick up with that guy. And and <laughs> that guy well, I'm sure he was the other he could have been I mean he, I don't know. He he could be free. He could be free. He jumped, literally jumped off yeah. that yacht. I was curious, did Daphne and Tanya interact at all before she found the body? No. Because that was something so. they did well in the first season, was like everybody kind of interacted. They all they all interacted a lot more. But in Tanya's the, kind of on her own yeah, trip she's the whole out time. there. Yeah. I mean I'm not in love I was not completely in love with the storyline where because I thought what it was at first um was them just being funny because the Greg not Greg but um Quentin when she meets mm-hmm. the fancy gay man Quentin he says he talks about the like the cowboy from mm-hmm. Wyoming who he fell in love with which is like Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. So I was good. like, oh, he's just creating a story for her. He like and I thought he was it. just playing her like a fiddle, basically. And then she saw the picture though. Mm-hmm. And then she ignored that she saw the picture. Because Tanya talk- is all about denial. <laughs> she brings it up on the phone to Portia. It's so funny. She's like, there was a picture that looked just like Greg. And Portia was like, what do you mean there was a picture of Greg? She was like, I'm going to call it what it was. Like, if it looked just like Greg, you were looking at a picture of Greg. Um, Yeah, I was just... 
<laughs> like she saw this and then she went right in back in den- denial because they're like, we're going to hold a party for you. And I'm like, Tonya, keep your eyes on the prize. Yeah. Also, you just saw Quentin um, getting, get, getting um, a lot of anal sex <laughs> from his nephew. Leo. Yeah, that, when he's telling, when she's telling uh, not his nephew. Portia that on the phone, she's like kind of brushing over it. <laughs> the guy saw him doing something, something or other. She's like, what did you see? Specifically. Portia often is like, tell me exactly what you mean by that. Well, I don't was, understand. That vague statement you yeah. just said. She says, well, he was kind of fucking his uncle. <laughs> I never got an answer as to whether or not that was his uncle. That's no way is it. No. Because he says it in the bed when he's drunk. Like he's That's, like, that's sad, yeah. Oh, I thought he said, that's my uncle. He got me out of a deep, dark hole. I, I think do... he slips up at it, like, yeah. a point. Oh, I do think that Quentin got him out of a fucking deep, dark hole. And into another one? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I saw what you did there. Also, into like, I mean, what is this life gonna be for him? I mean, it, to me, it was pretty sad when he was, he he yeah. like stopped the car, and I'm like, oh my god, is he gonna fucking kill her? Yeah, that was so stressful. That whole character arc and like that whole part of the show. Was, like, he had not wasted like the whole time, and he hadn't done anything menacing to her. He hadn't pushed her or anything like that. Stole but his phone. hands were always on her. Yeah, and when she couldn't find her phone, like I felt my anxiety going yeah. up, and like just the look on her face, I go, she looks like she's going. She her face was so perfect, like. I'm going to vomit at any moment. Mm-hmm. I am freaking out. I don't have anything on me. When she was laying in bed with him, she just looked like she was trapped. Yeah. Like, she had gone from, like, such elation the 24 hours before to, like, we're in a fucked up situation. I'm going to die. <laughs> but, like, she got focused, though. The moment, like, she knew, like, that overnight mm-hmm. when she had ended up spending the night overnight when she didn't want to. That moment that happened that next morning, she was just like, this oh, is fucked. Yeah. While Tanya, it's like, here's a bauble. This will be okay. <laughs> here's another bauble. <laughs> so, like, here's the shiny thing to look at. I mean, I guess she wouldn't think... The the type of men that have always been drawn to her have probably been gay men. And she probably feels like this is her most safe space. And then all of a sudden, this place that is your most safe space, they are really the people that are mm-hmm. out to kill you. So they can think what she tells, what she tells the captain. Mm-hmm. These gays are trying to murder me to, like, fix up their houses or something. Because essentially... <laughs> He's like, uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, I'm one of them. Yeah. He's, He's like, like, I am gay. Tutti. Tutti. He could um, just say, it was so cute. I, did you think she was going to get out of there just a little bit? I'm like, she I can't. Kind of, I hoped, but then I was like, the bot, they find the body in the water. I'm yeah. Like, it's going to be her. She wasn't wrong completely, though, about the issue with getting off. They're on a yacht. So... I know this because I've watched two episodes of Below Deck where they're on yachts. So that 
when the Italian stud slash cocaine dealer slash yeah. murderer. That's what I'm saying. He seems <laughs> to get up just fine. He took but the he, ladder. But he takes the, he took the, you take the I ladder saw him in. I do that. You right. take the ladder in. So they do that on below deck too. Because I think the whole idea is they want the, the yacht to look like. Seamless. Seamless. I think that's... And then the back part, because people were like, why didn't she go off the back? She couldn't go off the back. There's like a lever that happens in the back. It... it, That it flattens out like um, a garage, kind of. Like a upside down, Mm -hmm. like... Yeah. But I think you need to know what you're doing (laughs) to get that part open. And Tanya... I mean, she did take out all those motherfuckers. Yeah, that I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad. She yeah, did, I guess. But that that was hard. Also, for. just her being like, "Is Greg cheating on me?" Yeah. <laughs> man with blood pouring out of his mouth. I mean, till the very end, that's the thing that she's most yes, Tanya. Yeah. Yes, and they're part of it. Yes, and right now, as it stands, I would want to know, like, were you gonna kill me? Like, like. Oh, for sure. You know, there are better questions to ask. Yeah. Um, and the answer oh, was yes. And how about he was finding out, like, at the airport uh, that it was. I was uh, like, how did nobody tell her before? She probably did not talk to anybody. She yeah, was I think in she and out in that horrible. Oh yeah, disguise. she was probably like, I gotta get out because they she might was count me a, probably a quarter of a mile to that airport where he dropped her off. When she was in Catania. Nick asked, did you yeah. ask what I would do in that situation? Or yeah, Probably. Um, and I would, like, go back to the hotel, get my yeah. shit, and then go back and catch the nearest flight. But, or, like, the soonest flight out. But, um, but I was like, why didn't he just take her back to the fucking hotel? Like, why did Leo have to dump her in the middle of nowhere? Like, she could Fucking... I think it's just like a tough guy yeah. move. Ugh. Yeah, I. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it helped buy him time too. Yeah. Because maybe he's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here too. Because yeah. to me, I'm like, he's having a he's bit of away. a moment when he's like, I'm with bad fucking people. Yeah. And this maybe is... she was his first opportunity to get out and away from the group too. I mean, that was pretty sad when he was just laying there and just talking about yeah, being essentially it's desperate. Terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure whatever situation he was I've in. I've seen those... one or two grown men wasted off their rockers crying about the deep dark hole that they've been <laughs> I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. Um but, like, to me, it was one of those things of, like, this money got me out of this situation, this opportunity with these guys, and now I'm, I got to do whatever I got to do. Because what other choices does he really have? Yeah. Um, okay. This is a speed round. Speed round. This is a speed round as we finish this up. Oh, I hope, if you could, now, who knows, maybe one of these characters will end up in the next season but give me a prediction about someone 
this time next year. So say it was next year at this time. Give me a prediction about Dominic. Oh, Dominic. Dominic a year from now. What's happening? I like the idea. I feel like Mackenzie said it earlier a little bit, but like he just fucks up again. Yeah. <laughs> Four months from now, he's like, I couldn't do it. He's like, yeah, I did it again. I mean, I think she, I think she finds out that he just spent that money on their <laughs> sons. I feel like nobody's finding out about that money. I don't know. I, I think, think he has. I think matters. he has. I so guess much I cannot money. imagine fifty thousand dollars. Period. So like. Right. For it to but just... you would think that she's checking his bank account yeah. if he's I, just got busted a few times. I don't think it's coming from that account. They're keeping yeah. it all a secret. He's, he he's called his business manager. I guess. I guess he's like, Albie, we're gonna do. If we're gonna do this, this is gonna be a secret. This, this is the way. Oh, your dad. You have absolutely, especially because you know Albie showed up later that morning, tail between his legs, and yeah. said to his dad. You were right. And know what his dad did? All right. His dad didn't make a big deal of it. He just said, Yeah, I'll take care of it. We took care of it. It's done. This never happened. Yeah. So then I guess everybody returns home and pretends like nothing happened and he fucks up again. (laughs) I do agree. I think he's going to fuck up again. Nick, who, okay, who I will, I'm just going to throw out a name there. What do you think a year from now... Porsche's doing. Ooh, that's a good one. Because I feel like, I was thinking about this a minute ago when we were talking about Porsche. If I were Porsche, I would be paranoid for the rest of my life that somebody was going to, like, sneak up any day. Yeah. So I feel like she probably, like, got out of whatever industry. She's she's probably, like, working at, like, I don't know. Or maybe she's with Albie and, like, reaping those rewards. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I, I don't know why, but I was like a sh- surf shop or something. Mm-hmm. You know, something real low key where she's like, nobody knows me. <laughs> well, I think she doesn't say it, but she does. She mentions at one time at least going to undergrad. So, mm-hmm. I see if anything, maybe she decides with the help of Albie, if she doesn't have the money, she decides to go back and get her master's. Albie gets scammed again. <laughs> yes, he does. It's a couple years. Yeah. Um, because she has some money left over from yeah, the Tonya she thing. got along with his family. Like, she hung yeah. out with them a few times. Like. Absolutely. So, I am going to yeah. put my thoughts in about what I think where I think Valentina is in a year. So I think in a year, it happens, somebody brings up a sexual harassment case finally against Valentina, but it ends up getting handled without it going that much further because both Lucia and Mia find dirt on this person. And so they help out Valentina, so this whole thing gets dismissed. In the meantime, these three have become thick as thieves. <laughs> Valentina has an extremely beautiful, beautiful Swedish girlfriend Ooh. that for some reason is living in Sicily. 
Um, and they go out a couple times a week and have fun. That sounds fun. All of them together. Mia is still... I'm glad they're all happy. Yeah, a year from now, everybody's doing even better. Mia has a couple gigs throughout Sicily, yeah. not just at the at the White Giuseppe Lotus. Giuseppe hasn't killed her yet. And Giuseppe has tried several times to kill her, but like the Pink Panther movies, he just yeah. like keeps on fucking up. I watch that. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we do know that the next season, it's already been obviously renewed for season three. That's good. And I listened to an interview with Mike White and... Um, I told you guys this earlier that the theme might be a little bit more focused on spirituality, maybe somewhere South Asia, maybe somewhere Asia, something like that. I think the idea of the yoga retreat in India makes so much (laughs) sense. I think you'll be able to see like the most ridiculous just like horrible white human beings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... I was thinking when you brought that up earlier, uh, we've been watching the Beatles get back again, and there's like this scene where somebody asks Ringo if he likes India, and he's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's just very flat about it, and it would be funny to see somebody that's like, I'm going to India to get enlightened. Yeah. They're just like, I don't like this. Yeah, like, and they hate every bit of it. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm excited. I wish they would start a new season. I wish we would have that new season in like in a week. I know. That's how I feel at the end of every show. It's, it's hard for it is. a binge consumer like myself. But the, the appointment TV experience has been enjoyable for me. That's good. I've connected with fellow viewers and um, what's next? What am I going to watch? I'm going to watch Enlightened. You, should uh, you know what we've been watching is... Another uh, HBF show. We've been yes. watching Bored to Death. Oh, I love Bored to Death. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's one of my favorite Jason Schwartzman and Ted yeah. Danson. Yeah. And Zach, Joe, Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. It's so good. It is good. It's like, oh, I want to strangle this guy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, but, it's really good. I have been watching... Um, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I watched the first three episodes of Harry and Meghan, on which is the documentary on. I saw I saw that and I was like, damn, they really, they saw their story in Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's um, jeez, <laughs> the economy's tight. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going. I think they're fine. I don't. I don't quite understand their need to keep Netflix talking about the same story over yeah. and over. Harry and Meghan is who I speak of. I don't know what their need is. They have a very lovely house in Montecito, California by Oprah. I'm like, what are the issues? Yeah. Just, Oprah is your neighbor. Right. I feel like... They probably just got to make some money. And yeah. I mean, they don't have that... What wor- else do they have to talk about? Themselves. It's literally them Interior talking... Interior decoration? No. No. It's literally them talking about themselves. Um, it's... But I watched three episodes of it, so... I won't be who, watching any of it. Who's the fool? You. Me. On that <laughs> note, thank you both for joining mm-hmm. me. Thank you, Teresa. To thank talk you. about White Lotus. And don't forget to rate and review. Five stars. 
because then it becomes easier to find me. And because I'm worth five stars. I am. Dexter is bouncing on my lap. He is. All right, popsters, until next week. I love you. I love you. You wouldn't leave. I have to. Is it the prenup? Is that why you want to? Is it because I have the prenup? I can get rid of the prenup. We can talk about that when I get back in two days. You knew I wasn't great at this. I've been married four times. Four? <laughs> I thought it was only three. Tanya, four including you. I just love you. It's just been a series of very bad decisions. You've had very bad luck. I know, I know. You're like the, the heroine of your own Italian opera. Does that mean I'm doomed? Are there any psychics in this town? Uh. How was your caprese? Oh. I was told that the cheese mirror was made by a blind nun in a basement. Meet me and Termina. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Okay, guys, are really the best. Because, let's face it, women are kind of depressing. You are so negative. You think? Yeah, I think most women are drips. But it's not their fault. They have a lot to be depressed about. Please, these gays, they're trying to murder me.